0: Afternoon, whenever you're listening to this, welcome to the internet's most sophisticated wrestling podcast, discussing the weekly aspects of it all, right here
1: on The four Monkeys
2: Wrestling Podcast!
3: So welcome everybody to the Bald Monkeys Wrestling Podcast. Oh, of course, of course he shows up now. Um, who? Oh, who? Who is it? Nick <laughs> Nick Amora. Bring and him in. We're off to a great start. Br- bring him in. So See, welcome this everybody is what Nick the- and I bring bring the this the randomness all the time. So I was just going to say, brings it straight down. Uh, well, that hello. happens. So welcome everybody to the Bald Monkeys Wrestling Podcast. Uh, I am driving the ship today. I am big baby Jimmy. And I have a couple complaints to make straight out the gate, straight what, out the gate. Because what is some people, if you are a follower who has no idea who I am, then that means that you've joined in like the last month, maybe, because oh, yeah. I have been somewhere between a hiatus And then being on vacation for a little while. And it's weird because it's kind of like the Bald Monkeys Wrestling Podcast. This is what I want you to imagine. The Bald Monkeys Wrestling Podcast. Look at that guy. Look at him. Look at him in the New Jersey Devils. So, So this is what it is. The Bald Monkeys Wrestling Podcast is a house, right? And let's just say at that time, I was the owner of the house. I took care of the house. And the house was very clean. And I go to Chuckles and I go to Christopher and I say, here are the keys to the house. I'm going to be gone for a handful of weeks. I'll be back. I'll see you later. And then to my surprise, I come back into the house. And it's not that it's not clean. It's just shit is everywhere. It's all over the place. We moved all all the the furniture. furniture. (laughs) Everything's in different. Like, what's going on with this podcast? All of a sudden, like... Doing these videos where you can see our pretty faces, pretty face, pretty face, pretty face, pretty face, is, you know, it's become like the natural thing. We have intros, we have wrestlers that we're interviewing, we have uh, people actually commenting, like, we're really starting to, to, to gain motion. So instead of being that podcast that I was in control of, where we just kind of put our head in the sand and nobody ever bothered us, now... Now I've got people that are starting to take crazy sides, like that a double-stuffed Oreo could possibly be better than a single-stuffed Oreo? This is crazy. This is craziness.
0: So is what I, you're trying to say that everything got better since you've been gone, and thank you? I Because you're welcome.
2: What that guy said. You're welcome.
3: <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> I don't want to – admit that to you in front of anybody <laughs> so i will not admit that to you or i will just say recording. i yeah. will just say it's different <laughs> things are different now but, but but that is not the reason we're here and and again before we jump into the reason we're here which will be very obvious if you watch a youtube video of this um, I, I want to just go down. So monkeying around is the new title for all of these roundtable podcasts. We won't always necessarily have all all these uh, gentlemen here doing it with me. Sometimes uh, we'll have less. Sometimes we'll have more. Maybe if you're lucky, we'll have the the occasional wrestler join us. And you know, but who knows? Who knows whether that's possible or not? We'll see. Hey, um, baby. So. The the format that I'm wanting to do with monkeying around is I'm trying to do in every other week type of format. So this week, we're starting with retro content. We're talking about something that's happened in the past. We all have watched it, and we're going to discuss it. Uh, next week, it's likely to be focused more around current wrestling. And uh, because it doesn't get enough love, I would love to show some love to impact wrestling and um, to a lesser degree – I know it's not going on right now, but if NWA was going on, we'd be talking about that. If Ring of Honor was going on, we'd be talking about that. Maybe some New Japan love. And we will talk about AEW and WWE if it is a important um, topic. Oh, and occasionally yeah. we will have really big pick shows because, you know, it, when you're a yeah. wrestling fan, you yeah. love you love picking. You love picking. and And nobody's paying attention to Chris right now pointing at himself because he like – won the anniversary pick contest because you know who who cares about him nobody likes him. <laughs> not even his brother no his you brother, know why his brother doesn't even you like know
0: him. why because nobody cares about impact and it's and they're wrong they should care about impact because that was one
3: of the best pay-per-views this
0: year yeah, yeah, It was good. A, hell of a period
3: but what's impact because let's go all the way back to the mid-80s wow. wrestlemania one welcome it is time for wrestlemania one now And I'm going to do this in order from who I'm seeing on the screen in a certain uh, direction here. Uh, I'm going to go Chris, Steven, and then uh, Creamy K, and then Nick Amora. And I want you to give me one to three words to describe WrestleMania One. now that it is 2020 and it has been a very long time. One to three words. So let's start with you, Christopher. Uh, low tech. <laughs> Steven, the boss. Stiff. Stiff? Okay, yes. Good, good, good. Creamy K.
2: Low production.
3: Low production. Yes, yes, yes. Well, Nico Moran.
4: I didn't do my homework. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <Damn>. what? <laughs> <laughs>
3: Wow. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. You'll, I'm sure you'll remember some of these matches as we go over it. Um, and really to like kind of, uh, I- I'm going to use one word. And, and, I, and listen, in our current climate, sometimes we use words that also are memes. And this is kind of a meme word for me. Wonderful. <laughs> WrestleMania one was wonderful and I don't mean that it was super spectacular I just mean that by the time I got to the end of it I was like that was wonderful (laughs) so first of all let's set the scene let's let's go over like who we have like in the backstage who we have behind the announce desk Uh, we we have what, what was the guy's name Alfred Hayes Lord, so Alfred Lord, 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 Alfred, Lord Alfred Hayes. Lord Alfred Alfred Hayes. And we've right. got him as like basically our tweener guy. Like we could just go to the back to mean Gene Okerlund, but no, we must talk to Lord Alfred Hayes first. What do we think of Lord Alfred Hayes? Anybody?
2: I thought it was interesting where they put him because he was quite literally in the way of all of the wrestlers coming back and forth to from the back to the ring, and it was uh one of them actually walked into him and cut him off and I was like get out of my way. I thought that was interesting. Like you could you could not have picked a better placement.
3: <laughs> yeah, there was one that almost like walked in front of him and then stopped and then walked around the back of him.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Is it is it just me or did he look like afraid? Like like extremely afraid. Like he was in like like a firing squad was was aiming at him the whole time because he was just standing there. Hello, he did, I am Lord Alfred Hayes and we are here to introduce Yeah, Russell he did, Radio he One. did
2: not look. he did not look comfortable at all. Like I could, I so could cool.
0: I could imagine Vince in his ear the whole time. Don't screw this up. Don't screw this up. You're screwing this up you're not doing a good job this is terrible what are we doing here <laughs> like it was like i don't know what to do i'm sorry like he just do you just worried the whole time
3: do you think back then vince was even like push like pushing like an in people's ear all the time i feel like that's something that's come over years after trying to get more and more and more power i feel like there was more trust back then to just let kind of people do what they did and i'm sure that if you watch a lot of things, you'll notice that he took it away because some of the people didn't deserve the power. I'd have yeah. to do
0: research and find out, but I'd, I'd be curious to see if, if he was still maybe in people's ear or if anybody was in people's ears because it didn't look like he was comfortable with what he was doing.
2: I have, uh, I have to think, it. so correct me if I'm wrong, if I remember the story correctly, is that he, Vince put out like a took out a second mortgage on his home to produce WrestleMania. Yeah. Is that what that's what it was? So so if that's true, then I have to imagine with the amount that was uh, at stake on that, that he had to have been in people's ear. I would imagine if if he had that level of, of money invested in this that he was running the entire show. But
1: did they have that kind of technology back then for the the rate that they could have afforded?
3: Maybe not. It's interesting because you say, do they have the technology? I would say probably yes. They probably did have the technology. But was it affordable technology for them? Eh, Maybe not. And then, gosh, I mean, you want to talk about somebody that was like way far gone from WrestleMania 1 because they're so damn young. We got Nick Amora here. Although I guess Steven's pretty young too. Yeah. uh, behind you. Go ahead, Steven. No, I have nothing off. to offer. I didn't do my homework. I'm <laughs> you, the best, student. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so so then wow. we have our t- our two main announcers, all right? And our two main, main announcers for the entire program are Gorilla Monsoon and um, Jesse the Body Ventura, which I don't know about you guys, but every single time I hear Jesse the Body the Ventura doing commentary, it's just a good thing. I actually really sure. like him as a commentator. Yeah.
2: I do too. I miss hearing them two
3: together. but, But there are two stars of the show. And again, we're still dealing with like backstage presences or front stage presences. And that is that every match that is announced is announced by Fink and that every interview that's done in the back is done by Mean Gene Okerlund. And let me tell you that Mean Gene Okerlund, for me, stole the show for wrestlemania and it was well actually i won't worry about that we'll get to it as we move down the cart. i don't want to i don't want to i don't want to jump but what do you guys think as a whole what do you think of the whole crew that we have set up for wrestlemania one
1: it was a solid crew especially for what they had some of them just they carried their value for many years some of them did that's the crew itself but it's always the first one the first one can always be better compared to today's you know what they have but i
2: enjoyed it anybody else for me uh, <laughs> for me you're talking about four of the people that i grew up with with watching wrestling so i had um you know gorilla jesse the body howard finkel and then me and gene that was my saturday and sunday watching all uh, what wrestle, wrestling superstars and then wrestling challenge or vice versa I don't remember what I have, but that's what I grew up on. So nostalgia alone. Perfect. Yeah.
0: Guer- Gorilla Monsoon is one of the best announcers of all time that doesn't get as much credit as he probably should. He gets credit for being Gorilla Monsoon, but I don't know that he got credit for how much... Charisma he had on the mic. I mean, he he got better when Bobby the Brain Heenan teamed up with him, and they became the best tandem in announcing. Period. Yeah. But it, this was the beginning of Gorilla Monsoon and Jesse. I mean, Ventura was great. He he was always the great heel announcer. The only person that was better than him was the brain. But Ventura was really good about getting the heels over in every single match, and I think that was important about WrestleMania one, because did you guys, as you were watching the heels didn't stand out looking back now, they probably were heels, you know, back then, but looking back now, it's like, Oh, that guy, that guy was a heel in that match. And we'll get to that. But that guy was a heel in that match. And Ventura, you know, announcing and and helping with that and the back um, the backstage interviews helped with that.
3: Yeah, I mean, I don't think, I don't think Ventura was overly pushing the heels, but there were definitely points where it was like, well, this sounds a little weird. Like, yeah, he's definitely pushing the heel at this point, especially he's when we heel. get towards, when we get towards the end of, you know, the end of WrestleMania. But that's been the kind of announcing setup that they've done for a long time. You know, you either have the straight or good guy announcer, and then you have the guy who's always, you know, pro heel, that's always pushing the bad guy. And, uh, you know, does that work? I mean, it obviously worked back then. Does it still work today, Nick?
4: I think it helps for someone who may have been born like eight years after this event took place. So when they go back and look upon it, you know, sometimes someone with low common sense may need an announcer to be like, hey, if you don't know the story, if you're not watching weekly like Creamy Kramer, you know, this is who you're supposed to be cheering for and this is who you're supposed to be booing. So, yes, I do think that like obvious – hey, this is the bad guy that helps
3: out for the average fan. Yeah, um, absolutely, absolutely. So here we go. WrestleMania 1 has started. It is in, uh, and I, we'll have to stop and talk about this too. Where is it at, Chris? Where is WrestleMania <laughs> 1 located? Is it, oh. is it your favorite venue of all time? I mean, it's nothing special. It's just the wrestling mecca of the
0: world, Madison Square Garden, the only place to go watch wrestling, the best place to go watch wrestling. that's all
3: yeah i Nobody mean care. i think I think the only thing that maybe at this point maybe compares to that's like the Tokyo Dome, but that's yeah. like one a one b greatest <laughs> venues of all time to watch wrestling
0: it it, it you looking back at that one. You see how much Madison Square Garden played a part in WWE, Mm -hmm. WWE wrestling
1: as a whole, not just WWE, just early wrestling. Madison Square Garden was tremendous for all of it.
3: Yeah, which is a travesty, right? Because the the locations that they do WrestleMania at now, they hold how many thousands of people versus what Madison Square Garden can hold. And we've talked about this before why don't you take all those extra seats and just take all the money that those seats are worth and put that cost on top of the tickets to go to Madison square garden. Don't you think Madison square garden will still sell out just because tickets. it's Madison square garden. Yeah. You, you would, you would, and you'd be going you alone actually, because WWE actually, isn't on the, so. <laughs> um, yeah, they, they definitely still go there, and big things always happen when they go to Madison Square Garden. I mean, if they're, yeah, if there's going to be a house show in Madison Square Garden, something's going to be changing hands. Titles always seem to change when they go to Madison Square Garden. So here we are. We're in Madison Square Garden. We got tons of people. Jesse the Body Ventura says something about 1.7 million people all around the world watching WrestleMania tonight, and we start out with what? Tito Santana. Versus the Executioner. (laughs) And may I say, I love wrestlers like the Executioner. Those are my favorite types of wrestlers in the business because they're so. Yeah, go ahead. T for T uh, time. What about the National Anthem, Jimmy? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) It blew Uh, right by the uh, National Anthem. By mean Gene Okerlin himself. And may I say I loved every second of it. It was it was wonderful. One of the best parts of WrestleMania. I, mean, I don't know how, what you guys thought. I mean he I how, mean his <laughs>
1: delivery
3: here. of it was great. Right?
0: I, I, I I'm sitting here and I'm like, "Oh cool, WrestleMania 1. All right, cool. Let's get to the national anthem. Oh, what celebrity did they get to sing that? I forget. Who sang the national anthem at WrestleMania 1? I'm waiting for somebody to come out who's famous. And Cindy Lauper went through my head, like different names of people went through my head that I knew were at WrestleMania One. And here comes Mean Gene into the ring, and I'm like, Mean Gene can sing, and Mean he Gene got the crowd much. going. He got the crowd going.
3: I I was, mean, yeah, he he was he was just like he constantly was like, sing with me, sing with me, all the it, it was wonderful. But uh, yeah. So here we have Tito Santana versus The Executioner. And again, I love wrestlers like The ex- Executioner. I love the I love wrestlers. And the closest wrestler that harkens back to that type of wrestler that we have right now is Question Mark. And I just think they're the greatest thing ever. It's just like plain body person wearing mask. That's it. They've got some crazy name. The Destroyers, The Executioner, something like that and that's about it are they compelling wrestlers was this a compelling match boys no
1: no like going into it who's gonna win this match the,
0: the the two things that i wrote down that stood out to me were how loose the ropes were yeah if you guys noticed that like how crazy loose the ropes yeah. were where it's like holy cow they're gonna fall out of the ring like the yeah. ropes are not tight enough and just the figure four, getting to the figure four for Tito, like that was it. Like there really wasn't much else in the match where I was like, "Oh, cool, a, a decent match." And then I just spent some time trying to figure out who the executioner was.
3: And uh... <laughs> it doesn't oh, it doesn't matter who he is? It doesn't matter. Sad
1: though, because no one now at WrestleMania is. Tito is arguably one of the greatest from the '70s and '80s, and. He didn't even have a decent name to go against to say, okay, I competed at WrestleMania 1 against, who who cares? Kind of, you
3: know? Which is weird, because I would say what you're going to see later on, like, especially at the very end of the card, there are some pretty decent wrestlers that are just kind of standing around and doing nothing. And it's like, why didn't you involve some of these guys into these matches? But... it is the first one, right? So, I don't know, uh, Creamy K. What do you have to say about uh, what do you have to say about uh, Tito Santana versus the Executioner?
2: So, I definitely I agreed with Chris. I think that the ropes were way too loose, and you'll see it later on when people were going up to the top rope to do a finisher.
3: Well, very awkward.
2: <laughs> very awkward, and it literally looked like that top turnbuckle was going to fall off. And I'm like, ooh, don't, don't, please don't do that. You're going to kill yourself. Um, the other thing I thought was interesting is that I may have missed it, but I did not hear any entrance music. Uh, definitely not for the Executioner, but it was there for Tito Santana.
0: No, oh, sorry. In that first match, no, no entrance. The
2: First match, no, I, I broke down when I first started <laughs> hearing music, but yeah. that first match I didn't hear any, which I thought was interesting because I knew obviously people had some entrance music back then. But I guess maybe uh, not everyone did. So I thought that was a little interesting. But the match overall, uh, coming from that to where WrestleManias are now, you see a big difference in you have that opening match with just this huge pop, gets the crowd going. And that one for me was just a very flat match to start WrestleMania 1.
3: But here's the X Factor. And no better time than the first match to talk about it. This is the 19, mid-1980s. And people still think that wrestling is like guys going in there and actually beating the crap out of each other. Yeah. Like yeah. legitimately doing it. And because of this, you don't have to do crazy stuff if you think guys are actually just fighting each other. You know, you punch somebody in the face that holds more weight than nowadays when they punch somebody in the face and it's just like, well, you know, they're eating the punch as they're taking the punch. And so I think that is an important X factor to remember in every single one of these matches in WrestleMania 1 because, you know, we're going to run into a couple speed bumps where it doesn't as much as we say it's a boring wrestling match, and maybe one of the reasons for that is because there's very little actual wrestling or what we consider to be wrestling.
0: There's wrestling, but it's like more Greco Roman wrestling. It's, it's not the spots that we're
3: used to. So not, not even, not even what you would probably call old school wrestling. It's like what you would call old school, old school wrestling. Like throw another old school on it, like way back gym class wrestling like this isn't the wrestling that like ftr dreamed about doing their entire life. <laughs> no.
4: no. There was there was a suplexer too, but no. <laughs>
3: yes. Well,
4: as um as someone who's currently reading the spark notes version of the first match cuz I'm on wikipedia which is the ever reliable source for wrestling information, I do have two things to report oh. as the bald monkeys amateur correspondent. One, Gene Oakland did sing the national anthem, but Vince McMahon stated there was supposed to be a celebrity guest that refused or that no showed last minute, and Vince McMahon never named him, so they just went with Mean Gene Oakland. And two, the only synopsis they have of the first match on the Ever Reliable Wikipedia is (laughs) Santana won the match after applying a figure four leg lock the executioner so even in the synopsis of that five minute match they were bored they were bored they <laughs> were bored That's by the whole song.
3: thing it was a it was a four four almost five minute match that was just one giant setup to a figure four leg block
4: yeah. okay there we go i didn't even need to watch i could just read that off wikipedia so you're gonna, you, you're all caught up I hey, don't like that.
1: Rick Flair's early matches too.
4: This this takes me so back to high school where I didn't do the homework and we're having a class discussion. I just feel like such a moron. But there is one difference. I can't go grab a beer. If the with shoe the fits. right now. I mean, <laughs> I mean, like, go do that. <laughs> this is the one difference from high school. I can drink while yes. doing this and maybe have more to offer the conversation. So there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Still I, high I, you
3: know drunk Nick is you know. Typically he's a fan favorite. He's a sometimes. fan favorite. <laughs> Oh, man. So let's move on to when I remember when I said the word wonderful as a meme. What might have been the most wonderful match of the entire night for me, which is King Kong Bundy versus Special Delivery Jones. Love that name. Love that name. This was a match that when it was finished was billed at how long does anybody remember nine That's nine, nine fingers nine full seconds now funny because i watched the match and it ends and then they say nine seconds and i'm like wow i i must have been so into that match that time slowed down <laughs> Because it seemed like it was pushing three times longer than that. I'm like, well, let me go watch it again. Let's see if I get so much into that match again that time slows down. Because what we may have found here in WrestleMania 1 is an effective way to lengthen your life by three times. Like all you do, this is what you do. You You take King Kong Bundy versus Special Delivery Jones and you just play it on loop. For the rest of your life, you just make sure it's always playing near you. And it's, it's that whole match, bell to bell. And you think you're going to live to 100? Heck no. You're going to live to like 200 and something. Because it, it just slows. It just You just savor every moment. I'm, of course, joking. Bell to bell, this match was 24 seconds. No, it was nine seconds. No, it was twenty-four seconds. No, they they said it was not. It's a record. It was not. So wait. Second. So wait a second. So, so and and here and here's where I'm irritated at at, at Vince. What, is, what, is what, what does Wikipedia say,
1: Nick?
4: Just poking. <laughs> gotcha, Just gotcha, gotcha. Hold on. I'm already there. No, it, it brings <laughs> it up. It says uh, the WWF's official time for the match was then a record of nine seconds, but but it was surpassed by The Rock defeating Eric Rowan at WrestleMania 32, although that match actually lasted 17 seconds. So wikipedia folks
3: yeah. which is
0: still faster than the 24 second match that they it called is. nine seconds it is
3: it is because it wasn't nine seconds it was it was 24 <laughs> 25 seconds it, it really was that long but i'm so, so
0: upset th- for special delivery jones like like I is anybody else upset
3: for him like Dude, he, he was a great so promo. over it was interesting yeah. he was so over yeah he w- it was awesome well, that know. part
2: was the highlight of his WrestleMania. was but his this promo is... with with Gene. It was a great promo. It was freer. It was.
3: <laughs> but this is WWF, and they do things like this. And sometimes I just feel like it's acceptable, right? So if yeah. Andre the Giant comes out and you say he's a 1,000 pounds or something like that, it's like, okay. <laughs> you, know, you know what? I, like, even my fan kayfabe, I'm, I'm going to turn a blind eye and I don't really care. But come on nine seconds you know every single person in that crowd was like i just was here i just watched it it was like clearly like 30 seconds or something like that
4: according to wikipedia it's 25
3: yeah yeah no i mean i i can i accurate if if we're being really precise i did time it so it's probably rounded up to 25 it was like 24 and change i literally went back (laughs) waited for the opening bell hit hit stopwatch went next bell stopwatch 24 and change do you have a stopwatch uh, I have a phone. It has a stopwatch it. Okay. Function on it. Well,
0: yeah, but you said stopwatch. Like you had an old school because the, stopwatch. the function.
3: I should get one. I should get I'm, one. I might just, have one
1: somewhere around here.
3: I, I should get one just to <laughs> shove it in your face because you're trying to make jokes right now. I have one from when a, I coached. And this Jimmy, is serious so stuff. I
4: find that it, it's all yours, buddy. I will bestow it upon you so you can time wrestling matches while you sit in your basement at home uh i live in south
3: carolina we do not have basements in south carolina <laughs> they're building that's not some true.
0: they're building some houses with basements
3: yeah but they, that costs so much money though because of the clay i don't know uh, we don't need to get into how to build a house in south carolina that's um, not the
0: podcast i thought that was the podcast <laughs> oh yeah yeah
3: house building yes absolutely you, you you're uh, you're a hundred percent dead right um So I don't know. Anybody else have anything on King Kong Bundy versus Special Delivery Jones? Yeah,
0: uh, I would like to know what they build King Kong Bundy at pounds wise, because I know that's something that you wanted to point at. Like, how much weight was King Kong Bundy, according to uh, the announcement?
3: Uh well I'll have to lean on Nick Amora to look that up because I I cannot remember I did not write it down um but I do did our, our also remember study. something <laughs> I, 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 was that four hundred and fifty pounds fifty eight four hundred fifty eight yeah and then 40, what did Jesse
0: foot. what what did Jesse Ventura say when they billed him at four hundred and fifty eight pounds Jesse Ventura goes he is clearly over five hundred pounds. There is no way that man weighed over 350. Like, they build him to be huge. He's a big dude. But there's no way he weighed 400 and whatever pounds. And there's no way he weighed 500 pounds. Just another way that Ventura was trying to push and push and push over one of the guys in the ring. And be like, no, this guy's a monster.
3: He's huge. Well, this is how you figure out actual weight of wrestlers. You, you figure out what the rate of Creamy Kramer is, and then you times a wrestler by how many Creamy Kramers it would take to build that wrestler.
0: It's a weird unit of measurement.
3: I, <laughs> so didn't, how many,
0: realize,
2: how, I didn't realize I was a unit of measurement. Thanks. How, many, thanks.
3: how many Creamy cra- Kramers would we say King Kong Bundy is? Three, three and a half. Three and a half? Three and a half Creamy Kramers?
0: Three and a half Creamy Kramers. Can we get a visual of that? Like, can we... <laughs> build king kong your, bundy your... and creamy kramer and then like put him in all over like how many different ways Stuff him in.
3: <laughs> well he's all, all
4: creamy kramer is also a unit of measurement for distance too and so and if half. chuck oh, chuck goodness. could throw creamy kramer like a long dart how far yeah. how many or how far could he throw him so
0: that's that's the right <laughs> statement he is he is a measure of distance not not weight that's better i like that there better.
4: you go thank you yeah you're welcome. Thank you, Chuck. Uh, Chuck is
0: uh, joining us. Hey, Chuck, uh, welcome to the Twitch stream. Uh, he wasn't able to join us on the video today. He says it will be two and a half creamy kramers inside <laughs> King Kong Bundy.
3: Okay. All right. All right. Well, he is the expert on creamy Kramer re- measurements. He, I believe, he's the one who founded the science of creamy Kramer. So <laughs> the science of
2: creamy Kramer. Okay.
3: Steven <laughs> Steven's, wow.
1: Steven's He studied at the <laughs> Bob Monkey's University on the side of Jimmy Kramer. Nice.
2: Nice. I like this. I like this is good.
3: La- very last thing to touch on before we leave here is that um you have a valet for King Kong Monday. Uh that valet is the one, the only Jimmy Hart. And we'll wait till he comes out again, and then we need to talk. And really we can let's wait till we get to bobby heenan and then we're gonna talk about valets Uh, but that topic we'll we'll wait as we go okay so next we have matt bourne versus ricky steamboat in a match that is just like many other matches we just shake our heads and go well you know it was a wrestlemania one match
1: so I would have liked to see Tito versus the Dragon. The Wrestlemania one. That would have been worth watching. See that? I wrote nothing. <laughs> I <laughs> no literally notes.
0: took no notes on this match. You know why? Because it was worth no notes. I love Ricky the Dragon's debut. Love him. But love that him. match was worth no notes. It was a filler match, it was a pee break match. It was if you put it in today's world of WrestleManias, it was the match that nobody watched, and you want to follow because it's an easy one to follow. Oh,
3: is it? Is it though? Wait a second. Wait a second. Wait a second, because I want you Should to do been. the math here. Should have been. <laughs> Should have been an easy match to follow, right? Should have been. Okay, just making sure we're getting that clear. What do we? What, what else, boys? Any you guys have any uh, thoughts on Ricky Steamboat? He deserved more. Just like
1: with Tito, deserve more for this yeah. WrestleMania match. Deserve so much more.
0: Pair them up. Yeah. yeah. Yes. WrestleMania 1. Imagine if we were talking about WrestleMania 1, Tito Santana versus Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. Like, go back and rebook it. Imagine that.
3: Imagine that. That's what we're doing every day here at the Bald Monkeys Wrestling Podcast. We're monkeying around, and we're just building – we're we're rebuilding history. The butterfly effect. It would change everything. Who who knows what would have happened?
1: Who knows what world we'd be living?
3: in? If we had booked wrestling from day one, you know what would have happened? They would have been out of business. There would be flying. There would have been. <laughs> Give us more credit than that. There would be flying cars. That we would all be living on the moon. It'd be a, it'd be a great time and and oh, everybody Mars. would everybody would still think that wrestling was like legit nobody would have ever broken kayfabe and it would be like you know if you could pirate, book if you could have booked from day 1
1: you could have booked it from day 1 would hogan be as big as he is or what
3: hell 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 hell, hell, hell no <laughs> you like that
0: <laughs> get that tune i got that yeah <laughs> so uh, chuck chuck brings up an interesting point was there even storylines built up for wrestlemania 1 some like leading, them, yeah. leading up to WrestleMania One, I, I don't. I, Wikipedia doesn't have this answer, Nick. This, <laughs> were, they, were they able to build up storylines? What shows were they doing? What 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 were they building towards? I know. Oh. I mean, there's definitely some as we get through these matches. I think we could touch on some of the storylines because there's definitely some history with some of the wrestlers.
1: Well, the main event had people hosting Saturday Night Live together and building, and yeah, some of these stuff we've covered so far. No, it was just they wanted to get names on it because it's the first WrestleMania. They wanted it to be big. Each of them has had that one person that it's worth a name. Even the yeah. other one, like a big match that we got coming up, it's just to get the name recognition on the card.
0: I think we're two matches away from actual storyline buildup before the actual match. So I think the front half of the card, no, there was no storyline. It was just – this guy's a young Tito Santana. Look at him wrestle. This guy's a young Ricky Steamboat. Look at him wrestle. Um, this is King Kong Bundy. He weighs one thousand pounds. You know that's that's basically the buildup for those matches.
3: Well over
4: five hundred. I have the the answer was on Wikipedia, by the way, jerk. If you want me to
3: read, <laughs> if you want me to read, you he yes, doesn't sweet. do his homework, and he's just like, he is Wikipedia. Wikipedia Nickamora. Chuck
0: is normally Wikipedia, but apparently Nick is filling in today.
4: I had so. to fill his shoes today since he's not on the podcast. That's what good friends do. So.
3: Smelly shoes.
4: Do you want the answer or not?
3: I'm waiting. Yes. We're okay. waiting on you.
4: So, for the first WrestleMania, McMahon began cross promoting with MTV, which aired two wrestling specials. The first one was The Brawl to End It All, aired on July 23rd, 1984. Uh, and that had some stuff and then on at the war to settle the score on february 18th 1985 so those were the two things
3: that's that like my were, f- might be my favorite favorite name for a special ever so, the so war to settle the score just one two, two
4: specials to kind of build up to this uh, big pay-per-view event and all that stuff so.
3: i don't i don't know about you guys
0: but i think we're on to something here what if we just record nick reading wikipedia wrestling <laughs> events
4: you guys like, want followers and clicks? There you he go. He just buddy. reads oh, the Wikipedia. <laughs> I will watch the next one. All right, I'll do my homework next time I come on. All right, I feel bad enough.
1: <laughs> I think whichever one's Nick's favorite WrestleMania, he can't be a part of until he makes up to this.
3: Well, actually, oh, actually oh. though, because uh, uh, remember no. at the beginning I was talking about you know every other week doing retro. Well we were watching wrestling with Chaz last night and he was like oh well i hope you do and i it was what was it no way out 2004 yes yes he yes i had a lot of <laughs> good a, a
0: special request for a pay-per-view for us to and, review.
3: and yeah. i thought wow you know what that's an even better idea Let's so you know, heat. creamy kramer creamy kramer picked WrestleMania won. He wanted us to, to, to give this a shot. And I think if we don't have any, idea, you know, any ideas or any requests, we should keep going with that. But the next one we do is going to be No Way Out 2004. And the one we do after that, who knows? Maybe you watching, you watching right now, maybe you can choose. Maybe you comment on this video. Maybe you comment at Twitter. Hey, we really want you to watch this and review this and talk about this. We can, we'll do
1: it, Maybe we can put a couple polls out there so people feel,
3: yeah, well, we don't need to do it yet, right we know we know what the next one's gonna be, so we're talking like five weeks away, something like
0: that's that. all right though that's all right. We got some people watching. We got some people not talking, but we'll we'll get' them, we'll get' them talking, yeah, we're not going. How many, watchers,
1: how many watchers we got on on the whatchamacallit? college? three,
3: big three and'
2: excluding? Uh, yeah, yeah, that's you, Chris, Jimmy, and then Chuck.
3: So no. yeah, where? <laughs> no. no,
0: I believe. uh Let me say. Let me say. Let me say. I believe Vape Ross Vape is in the chat right now. uh Not go. talking, but that's okay. <laughs> I can <could> see you. <laughs> All,
3: All right. On. So next. That's so creepy. next match. Next match on the card. Next match. We have. Uh, Johnny Valiant coming out to the ring with his competitor, Brutus Beefcake. And then (sighs) David San Martino coming out with his father, Bruno San Martino. And what we can only call, uh, I don't know, trying to sell David San Martino with an old (laughs) Bruno San Martino. I mean, that's basically what this was. 100%
1: 100% if you followed any of David's career with it as they just used him to bring Bruno back into it to get him back into the ring eventually later on I'd never care for the beefcake whether it was in any company I don't know what it is it just didn't do it for me and I didn't care for it at all
3: I I disagree I I think that uh, yes, yes, Chuck. Agreed. Brutus Beefcake from Parts Unknown. I, I, that's how they build them, right? I mean, I'm oh, in was, yeah, I, yeah. I don't mind Brutus Beefcake as a wrestler. I was, I was always fine with him. Now this match, was I fine with this match? <laughs> no, but the, I think that's more David San Martino really not being a great wrestler.
1: Great wrestlers was just, can was, get great was, matches out of bad wrestlers.
0: I'm just saying. He just – he looked odd. Like, I like, did you guys notice how big his tights were? Like, he, he wore the old school, like, tights that, like, covered his belly button. And he was out there, like, trying to grapple with – I mean, Brutus, Brutus Beefcake is the beginning of really good 80s wrestling. Like, the beginning of really good 80s characters, right? Yeah. Like, he had the build. He had the look. Yeah, bow tie like brutus was
1: oh I liked I always liked the character but him as a wrestler I never cared for I never cared for him in the ring
0: it was just a weird it was a weird character a character for him to come out as as a bad guy but I mean the biggest thing for me on the match Bruto San Martino got a huge pop like the crowd oh, went yeah. ape for him even though he was wearing like a, a dad sweater in the back uh interview and stuff like but he they went ape i mean they had a they really love him. diaper tights vape ross vape says diaper tights <laughs> yes <laughs> there
1: you go accurate when it, when it comes it. to bruno Martino in madison square garden it doesn't even have to be in a wrestling event he's going to get a massive pop at madison square garden because it's bruno San sure. Martino.
0: how old how old bang. was he at that point do we know how old he was at wrestlemania one it is, it is 50s, possibly. Wikipedia. I would say early to
1: mid-50s.
0: <laughs> Nick, <laughs> Nickopedia. <laughs> Nickopedia. Nickopedia.
3: <laughs> Nickopedia. Change his name right now to Nickopedia. Nickopedia. Do, you, do you want this answer? Do you have yes,
0: an we want this here?
4: answer.
3: But he was born October 6,
4: 1935, so he would have been about
1: 50 years old. 50.
3: Yeah, yeah. about 50 years old. Um, he moved yeah. pretty
1: quick, though. Well, he was always in great shape. Yeah.
0: But, but Me, so... Th- this is like the turning point of WrestleMania One. Now I don't know how. It's more of a, it's more of a merge. It's about maybe not a turn. Maybe maybe a merge. Maybe they just kind of slid over a little bit. Real slow merge. <laughs> yeah.
3: Slow. Like but more honestly,
1: like, this was the point where it's like okay, drifting. okay. You're getting we on the might... exit ramp to start moving up some.
0: Yeah, but it was. This was that point where I said like, "There's no buildup. There was really no talk." We get to this point, it's like, okay, they kind of got San Martino in it. They, they brought his son in with his diaper tights, and we're going to have a match with Brutus Beefcake, who eventually we know is going to be big. And then we'll give you a good card after this. So hope you got your pee in, hope you got your popcorn and your beer. Let's go. They
3: I mean, start of the matches, show right here. A pee, pee break matches are important. Listen, as a fan who goes to many pay per view like tapings when I can, a P match is like super important. <laughs> we yeah, need you not, need a match yeah. to not be good so that you can talk yourself into, you know. This this was the dump card because
0: you had all the time in the world to take a dump in the beginning of WrestleMania one before wow. you really had to pay attention.
1: On that uh, non second match.
0: Yeah, well.
3: You could have wiped.
4: <laughs> oh. man. Not-
3: all right, so yeah, with that, uh, well, it's it's important to say, so uh, Brutus Beefcake, David San Martino, that match ends double disqualification, C- kind of weird. I mean, it's really just a buildup for, again, Bruno San Martino to kind of, you know, get physical on the outside so that the crowd has something to pop for. And there is, you know, there's a couple times, like there's lots of cheap pops Throughout WrestleMania One, and it's like, oh wow, that's something that has not changed at all in I WrestleMania. Say, that's
1: through all WrestleManias. Yeah, Every, like it's a gimmick, match. A to... gimmick match too.
3: Like everybody always uses the term "cheap heat," "cheap pop." Come on, cheap pop. So next we coming. have Junkyard Dog uh, going against Greg Valentine, uh, who is led out to the ring by Jimmy Hart. Oh. Jimmy Hart. This is number 2, the number 2 time with him. But again, we're going to hold off till we get a little bit further. Um Intercontinental Championship match.
4: Yes. First title match of the night, too.
3: Was it was a was a title match that I think I could say most of the people in the bald monkeys if we saw this finish in a current WWE pay-per-view, we'd say Oh, there you go, WWE with their really bad finishes. They've been
0: copying this finish for 20-some-odd years. 30, yeah. 30 <laughs> they, they some liter- odd years. They literally 30,
3: sit there in the 36. writing room and they go, should we do the junkyard dog
1: finish?
0: <laughs> yeah, Yeah, exactly. let's do the junkyard <laughs> yeah. dog finish yeah. for it. All right, we're going to have Roman Reigns versus The Undertaker. And let's see, he's going to, okay, we're going to go back and forth. He's going to sit up. Okay, and then Junkyard Dog to end it. All right, cool. Let's move to the next match. And we're going to do uh, yeah. Seth Rollins, Dean Ambrose. They're going to go back and forth. Junkyard Dog finish. All right, got it. Next, <laughs> like I can see bits in the room. Just They literally call it Junkyard Dog every time they finish a match.
3: That's what we should – we should like search high and low for like the most notorious wrestler that always won by roll-up and start calling the roll-up by that wrestler Wikipedia. get on that yeah not right now not right now that's your homework for later it's your punishment homework for not watching uh, Wrestlemania 1 he didn't do his, his regular homework. What do you think he's going to do punishment homework? I don't, I don't know. I mean, we I can't really... Morals, he's a tiro. Come
4: on. I have on. morals. Come on, Steven. You know what? If, oh. if my punishment homework is assigned, I'll eventually do it. Just maybe not in the time frame they're looking for. <laughs> Ask for an extension. <laughs>
3: um, uh, overall, I thought that this match, like you said, this is where it was merging again. Ever so slowly, but merging towards being like the better half of the card, more interesting uh, wrestling match. I think Junkyard Dog was a very, uh, especially by the time the match was over, felt like a very compelling character to me. Um, yeah, so, but again, kind of a janky finish, you know, kind of, kind of, hey, how can we. Keep this guy over, keep the heat on this person, but not actually have to change the title. It felt like a cop out.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, there's a couple things for this match. I know Kramer was keeping track. So you got music for the Junkyard Dog. Yep. So, I mean, I think this is the first time we actually hear music. That's, I wrote that down first time that we heard any kind of music. Yep. And the crowd went crazy for the, when the music hit. Like, definitely a crowd favorite. Uh, Chuck says fan favorite, Junkyard Dog. Mm-hmm. Um, the idea that he cheats to win, they reverse the fact that Greg the Hammer won, and then Greg the Hammer refuses to get back in the ring and gets counted out. And now the Junkyard Dog wins, but the title doesn't change. It was like the, the beginnings of a way to give the good guy the win without making the bad guy drop the belt. And I, I go back and try to remember other instances like that. And I feel like this was one of the first times on a major pay-per-view that they did that. Which, yeah.
3: by, the, which by the way, can, can we talk about the original finish before they overturn it? The fact that they overturned that finish was absolutely ridiculous because it wasn't like another official came out and said, oh, no, you got the wrong, f- wrong finish. It's like, so well, wait a second, as a fan – if, if I go to a WWE show and I don't like the finish, can I jump over the rail, run up to the ring, and then look at the ref and say, no, no, you did the wrong thing. And then that ref will turn and go, okay, we're going back again. <laughs> like, do I get redos all the time? We live in a different time, okay?
1: Is that like a wild card You're rule? Back in the day like that.
3: Wild card, wild, card. wild card rule, yeah. yeah. Yep. It, was, it was weird. Wild finish rule. Yeah, that's, that's what it was. Uh, so, yeah. I, I, you know, silly. Silly, what's, silly, uh,
0: What's your guys' ranking of the green intercontinental belt when it comes to all the different styles of intercontinental belt
3: we've ever had? Listen. White belt is reign supreme. White yeah, Intercontinental Belt, White race supreme. And here, T for time. T for time, time for T. Chris, you know which one's my favorite. Right? This, this has nothing. This is just a random little bit here, and it has nothing to do with WrestleMania 1 or WWF or WWE. Moose's white belt last night on Slammiversary nice. was fire. That belt with a white strap is fire. Okay. Bring it back to WWF land. Um, green belt, eh, it's okay. It's not the worst. I like, not the event. I like a lot of those old belts, man. I mean, you think about, like, the pantheon of, like, the best belts to the worst belts, where, like, the best belts would be, like, you know, like the old school, like, NWA championship and stuff like that. I I, I really hold in high regard. And then, like, at the bottom end is, like, the women's AEW championship. <laughs>
1: Like no, Divas, really close yeah, to the Divas bottom of the barrel. The no, worst that was terrible, it's garbage.
0: So if, I, if I, yeah, I was gonna say like I'll let Kramer go, but I'm probably gonna be a little bit different than him. So go ahead,
2: Creamy. That's fine. It, we're, we're we're very different. Uh, the the best intercontinental title, the Yellow Ultimate Warrior one, when he beat Hulk Hogan for the world title.
0: I, I would put that one at, at two. Okay. I, I would put number one, it's the white one, 100%. And then I like the Ultimate Warrior one in yellow. I like it so much that Kramer has it. Yep. And then number three is this green belt. I love this green belt because it has that cool nostalgia look to it. It's got that almost like um, like heavyweight boxer championship belt look to it, right, with the circles and it's kind of like lighter looking. So this a lot of the cool early belts belt. had that look. Yeah. Yeah. So, but I mean, again, it's interesting to see how the belt transforms. I mean, we're getting new belts now still. Belt, 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 belt. We're not supposed to say belt. Sorry.
2: Um,
3: but but uh, so the one thing I would say is vape, I 100% agree. It is a travesty that Junkyard Dog never held a belt. Like, that is, uh, is a big, big, big problem. But I would say. Again, you look at the history of wrestling, he's not the only victim of not you know getting their, their fair share of like titles. I mean, there's a God, there's a lot of great wrestlers out there that never, ever got their due. So it, it's a shame, and you there's know, one of them I, them
1: later on in the, in the night who should have been a world champion at some point in his career, and he never was. I
3: uh, agree yeah. with
1: be 100 percent.
3: Yeah. yeah. Um, so hey, rocky winner? Welcome. So, so this is where, you know, the night starts to lean lean towards being much better. And whereas we said it was merging, you know, with this junkyard dog match, it I think securely turns to the good as we hit our next match. No thoughts. Have we missed. Have we missed the Andre match? No, no, no. Andre match is a little later bit on? later. Yes, yes. our next store. match. Oh, it, yes. No, uh, our next match is. The Iron Sheik and Nikola Volkov versus the U.S. Express, Barry Windham and Mike Rotunda, and this is the first match that felt a little bit more like a wrestling match.
0: Yeah, yeah, like a WrestleMania match. Like like, it felt more like WrestleMania. Like I think this was the moment where all of a sudden, like the crowd got really into it. You had both sides with managers. Like everything about this match just lifted the whole program.
3: Sure, I sure. also think that it's important. Again, we we keep having these valets. Everybody's got a valet. Yeah. Freddie Blassie's a valet. Lou Albano's a valet. Uh, so it, it's something you just don't <laughs> you, you don't yeah. see very much right now. And again, we're going to talk about it after the next match, but everybody has somebody. Everybody's, you know, being let out by somebody. It's weird. It's weird how it was like that back in the day. Um, But I think the stars of this are... Thanks for following Rocky. ...are are the heels. Um, (laughs) You know, Iron Sheik and and Nikola Volkov, they're the reason this match works, you know? And this is another thing where we talk about cheap heat, cheap pop. Because it's very much like, you know, Iron Sheik talking against America. Yeah, exactly. Just constant USA chants all the time. Uh, I uh-huh.
1: love them.
3: What would you boys think of the match, though, as the match as a whole?
1: I loved it as a whole. It might be probably my favorite match on the card. I just love watching the Iron Cheek wrestle, though. The love watching matches.
3: those – look at those boots.
1: Uh, <laughs> yeah beautiful his whole his whole gimmick like he just he lived i mean even today he still lives that he's this bad guy and it's, it's perfect it, it fed the style of wrestling they had back then perfect character work perfect heat it was great i loved every bit of it
3: yeah um i would say that if you don't follow the iron chic on twitter you don't need to follow him but every now and again go to his twitter <laughs> the dude yeah says the craziest stuff all the time he's great he yeah. was doing it on the mic back then like,
0: it, it, like like, you could tell like he got on the mic which again which we didn't talk about how cool is that old school mic that comes down from the ceiling at MSG so it's like this crazy gangster double set up mic with like arms sticking out And so the Sheik is, like, getting crazy. America, Stig, Russia, and uh, Iran, number one. Like, he's just yelling (laughs) at the crowd. And they begin throwing stuff from the crowd.
3: This was a trend for the rest of the night. For the rest of the night, by the way. Do you
0: guys remember that? Like, I don't remember stuff actually being thrown in the ring until, like, WCW days. No, I remember it from WrestleMania 3.
3: WrestleMania 3
0: was like that. Again, my memory is crappy because you know head injuries. But like <laughs> holy cow, like I was like, they were they threw stuff, like people like were able to throw stuff at wrestlers. Like and they were trying to peg people with I don't know if it was cans or cups or something, but they were they had molten heat in there. It was great.
3: X Factor though, remember? X Factor. That, that contributes to it. I mean, not only do they really dislike these characters, but back then we still have a bunch of people who are like, this is real. This is yep. what they stand for. They really hate America. So yep. if they're in yep. America, we hate them.
1: You know, Iron Cheek might have really hated America, though.
3: I think he does. I think he
0: still does. Yeah. Now, Volkov, Volkov I don't, Volkov's like a really nice guy. And, and he tries really hard to, like, sing the Russian National Anthem. And you see he's actually trying to sing. Like, he's not trying to be a heel, which is funny to me because a lot of times heels will sing and they'll try to be bad. Like, they'll try to almost sing off-key so the crowd boos them or something. Like, he was like, oh, no, I could sing and I'm going to sing my National Anthem you know, as, as well as I can.
2: So where, I where the microphone came down and the camera placement the microphone was just like this over him. So while he's singing, you couldn't see his face at all. I thought that was fantastic. <laughs> intentional or accidental, that was that was perfect. Well,
3: production. remember, we said low production, so it's definitely not intentional.
2: <laughs> True. But the one thing I do want to point out is the interview that happened before the match took place with uh, Mean Gene, the Iron Sheik called him Gene Mean. <laughs> <laughs>
0: and and i'm sure that wasn't on purpose i'm no. sure that was just he just blurts out stuff the sheik never like his english he, is terrible to this day his english
4: is terrible
2: yeah he um he did do it at the end so after the match when they interviewed him again he did call him jean mean again <laughs> so either he messed up twice which definitely could be or maybe he really did mean it but i thought that was great
3: Gene mean Gene mean what about you, Nick Amora? Mr. <laughs> ho- ho- Homework-missing individual? What'd yeah. What do you think?
2: What does Wikipedia say?
3: No, um, I, you want, was that, I, I want was, to know. Well, give me something. What, what do you think about the Iron Sheik? What do you think about Nikolai um, Volkov? From my
4: past experiences, you know, I always wonder since you guys talked about, you know, how well that worked with the crowd, the USA versus, you know, the anti-Americans and stuff like that that storyline that recycles itself over and over and over through the next 25, I always wonder, like, since it was so successful the first time, maybe that's why Vince McMahon keeps going back to that well, you know, what if that, what if that, uh, hadn't worked, you know, what if the crowd wasn't that receptive to it, you know, what if it hadn't, you know, maybe we wouldn't have seen, you know, all these anti-American heels, you know, through the nineties with Bret Hart and all them or the un-Americans in the early 2000s and stuff like that. So, I mean, we got a lot of great stables, you know, out of that very beginning one. So, even though I didn't watch the match and I've only read about it on Wikipedia today, you know, maybe, you know, it was the success of that match at WrestleMania one that kind of boosted that kind of storyline for the next 30, 35 years.
3: I think that, I think that legitimately for years and years and years, Vince McMahon was always trying to recreate Hulk Hogan and it just never, ever worked. He lucked out into guys like The Rock and Stone Cold Steve Austin, which were nothing like Hulk Hogan at all. And then the, <laughs> the closest he ever got to it, yeah, it was that, was John Cena. And now John Cena's taken the, the pedestal, and it's like, well, who's going to be the next John Cena? And all the people that they push, they always deny, you know? I mean, he, they want to push Roman Reigns so hard, but any time that you actually start to feel the full force of that push, Everybody says hell no, no, and they just boo the crap out of them. Because diehard
4: wrestling fans are like the New Yorkers in Madison Square Garden at WrestleMania One. They don't want to be told what to do, and if they don't like something, they're gonna throw shit at you.
3: It's <laughs> <just> a, <laughs> <laughs> Truth.
0: I, I'm gonna I'm gonna date myself a little bit because I'm old. But old going back to going back to Nick's point. So when you talk about like. Uh, my country you know USA the fight of USA versus Russia USA versus Iran you know WrestleMania is actually still feeding off of where that started and that started with the miracle on ice that started in 1980 when the miracle on ice hit and everybody in the country got so patriotic and wrestling jumped on board with that and said ooh we can do this Russia versus United States thing and make a gimmick out of it and make a storyline out of it. So it's like five years prior that this storyline even starts, that people are like, oh, Russia is a heel. Iran is a heel. Go USA. So it's interesting because it still to this day works, right? Like we're 40 years later from Miracle on Ice, and that's still 100% a storyline that's going to work. I know, I'm almost 40. I know. I'm old!
3: <laughs> Very old. Um, but let's keep keep things moving. So now we're getting to the eighth wonder of the world. Andre the Giant. In a body slam challenge match for $15,000. Uh, well, it's not just his career versus $15,000 to be, you know, more specific. And it is Big John Studd with Bobby the Brain Heenan. Uh, again, look, who is this Hello person? Valet. Why, these, the this, this valet, these managers. So let's talk about valets and managers for a second because it is something that current WWE has pretty much sworn off with a few exceptions. They do not want valets. So minus like... Um, like Vega or somebody like that, they don't. And Paul Heyman, oh, yeah, they MVP. don't really. Oh uh, yeah, MVP's been doing it uh, to a lesser degree. Yeah, um they don't really have like that be all valet. That's not only just valeting a single person. Like a like, so Heyman did it for a while, right? Where Heyman was, he was valeting for I believe. um CM Punk and Brock Lesnar for 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 a little amount of time like so that is a very important um, part of wrestling history for me because that's when I feel like they almost kind of got back into that and they should have because if you have the right valet that does so much for a wrestler and it's not like when you look back at this old stuff my favorite part of it is That valet isn't just the mouthpiece for the wrestler. That's what I don't like about Brock Lesnar. Brock Lesnar doesn't really talk. It's Paul Heyman talking and Brock Lesnar doing the wrestling. That's not the same thing. I'm talking about Jimmy Hart was coming out with these guys. Bobby the Brain Heenan was coming out with these guys, and they were both talking. And that actually, I think, added a lot. I don't know what you guys think.
1: Yeah, it it adds to the whole stable facet. You can have any group of people you want as long as you have somebody that can speak for them it'd be great the whole Vega vegas doing that right now it'd be perfect if they had more people to do that i mean wcw even tried it there for a while with um god what is his name eric bischoff with the nwo whenever hogan wasn't speaking a lot bischoff was always there running his mouth mm-hmm. having that heel kind of character can make even the weakest faction look strong because they can focus on what they're doing in the ring and cheating and being slimy and let somebody else get all the heat for them on the mic. If it's executed right, it's beautiful.
0: I just, I don't think we, we don't have the same talent in the valet world that we had back then. I think people are are more directed towards being a full-time wrestler than being trained to be a valet. I think back then there was guys who were like, you know what? No, this is my lane. You know, I'm going to be a manager. Jimmy Hart was a manager. That was it. Like he wasn't a wrestler. Where a lot of guys nowadays, you, you train to be a wrestler. You find out that maybe taking bumps is not your thing. Maybe you can't be, you know, work, or, you know, work another wrestler very well. So you become a manager. It was like, well, plan B, I'll be a manager. I feel like back then these guys were coming in and it was like their, their wrestling career was either over or they were specifically just a manager. And that's what they were trained to do. And they added so much to the people they were managing. Jimmy Hart had a different jacket and megaphone for every person and team he brought out there. Like that's dedication to the character. It's not just, well, I'll just wear a suit and I'll go out there and stand against the ring and, and slam on the, on the mat. You know, I, I, I I joke about Arn Anderson right now with his stupid playbook with Cody, but you know what? It's a layer. It's adding to it. And I appreciate that. They need to add layers to these characters because they're not just uh, a figure standing in a, you know, a cutout, just standing at the ringside. They're actually a piece of the story and they need to add to it. Can I drink?
3: I would, uh, I would also say that current day, I uh, tweeted about Robert Stone the other day, Robert Stone you he didn't like it could be he didn't like it. He told me to shut up. He but you know what? Dude, you could be I mean i don't know why you're telling me to shut up when I 'm trying to you know talk a listers into joining with you, but like you could be the best manager, the best manager. I mean he's got like the full character to be a manager, and i don't even mind like the goofy thing. I just wish like he could still do the goofy thing and nobody could take him seriously. But if he has the people to back him up, he's still a good manager. Mm-hmm. So. He's
0: got, he's got all the chance in the world to be really big right now. And he, he could be like a Jimmy Hart. He could be a, a classy Freddie Blassie. Like he could be that great manager that goes with the champions on the good or the bad side.
3: So getting back to this match a little bit again, a little cute little WWF bag filled with $15,000. My favorite moment of the night is when they're backstage. Mean Gene Okerlund is, uh, you know, interviewing them and they have it open and mean Gene (laughs) keeps like looking over and trying to reach down. They keep like smacking his hand. Drop that. Get away. Get away. Mean Gene was just awesome. Um, it was small bills, wasn't it? Yeah. It, well, yeah, like, of course. It was like five. It, it like, looked like crumpled up $1 bills. 15000 crumpled up $1 bills. There's a couple know. of fives in there.
0: Maybe a, maybe a 10.
3: Yeah, maybe. No 20s. No, no, 20s. no, no 20s. No, definitely no $100 bills. Oh, my God. It's gosh. not really money. Meh, maybe. Well, uh, why do you you why? would have to ask the people in the front row. You would have to ask the people in the front row. Because Wikipedia,
0: say that? Wikipedia, tell us if it was real money in the bag or not? <laughs>
4: <laughs> it's a matter of Nick- Nick- Wikipedia. You don't like what Nick- I call on you? I, I don't oh. think i got that answer. He is, the,
0: he is the kid in the back of the classroom that didn't do his homework, that's trying to sit quietly and hope that no one calls on him. And you're sitting on my the-
4: back as a fellow student, and you're out here throwing me under the bus, brother. <laughs> brother? brother?
3: <laughs> um. So, uh, you know, this was not, you know, this was, Andre got a big pop because he's Andre the Giant. Um, wasn't a very interesting match. I think you guys would agree to that. I mean, I don't know that many of these Andre matches are super interesting. It's always just like, yeah. I shake you, I smack you,
1: I throw you. and then I mean, he's and, a big old dude.
3: And then abruptly, Andre picks up, Big John Stud body slams him, takes the bag of cash. Oh. He weakened his leg first. There you go. Weakened. Yeah, that, his leg That first. was,
0: if you, if you listen back when Nick goes and does his extra work, when you listen back and he actually <laughs> kicks Big John Stud in the leg, and Ventura and, and Gorilla Monsoon are like, like, he weakened his leg. And that's when he was able to reach underneath him and hoist him up for the body slam. And that was an annoying echo. Don't do that again. Um,
3: (laughs) And then here comes Andre, the giant, he grabs the bag, opens it up, begins to start throwing money into the center front row on the opposite side of the camera, uh, which Causes everybody to freak, like cheer really loud initially before they grab the bag and then run away with the money. Was that and, the first uh, time someone's ever made it rain?
0: Did Andre that was, start that? that I think the, we oh, should. The that's a t shirt. Yeah. That is a t shirt. Andre the giant going.
3: <laughs> Making, it Making it rain. rain.
0: Awesome.
3: Um, but yeah, I mean that's just my 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 opinion of Andre the Giant matches is they're they're all pretty boring, and I'm sure at some point in our in our future we're going to talk about WrestleMania three, which where we can talk about one of the most boring yet most iconic matches of all time.
4: I won't watch we just that. Skip that match. You can bet that.
3: I I mean we could we could put it whenever we do right. WrestleMania three we could put it as the second-to-last match we talk about and then just talk about Macho Man versus Steamboat for the Intercontinental Championship match. Which should
1: have been the main one. event of that night.
3: It was Hulk Hogan and Andre the Giant. Hogan
1: can <laughs> suck a frog.
3: Wow. Suck eggs. Moose Moose sucks eggs. Um, moose sucks eggs. <clears throat> I don't know. Anybody have any other thoughts before we move on to uh, mm. the only female match of the night?
0: I love Big John Stud, and I wish they would have used him more.
3: Yeah, that's all. I mean, that, that's I had that.
0: a, I, I had a cool Big John Stud wrestling figure when I was a kid, and I remember how much I loved Big John. Did you ever see the old school wrestling figures? They were rubber, and they were stuck in one position, mm-hmm. and that was yeah. it.
2: I had I had him, and I still have Hogan.
0: Why don't you ha- have Big John Stud still?
2: I have no idea what
0: happened to that. Oh, see My- again. Look what happened to Big John's thought. Even his wrestling
2: figure can't last. It's just terrible. I sure can only my think my brother probably took it through it somewhere.
3: For as much as I dislike Hulk Hogan, I can't actually think of one piece of Hulk Hogan merchandise that I might be willing to spend money on and hang up, like on the wall. And that would be if I could. You you know how Hulk Hogan had like those chains of like like the restaurants and stuff like that. do do you remember watching like the first episode of wcw nitro he's like sitting in front of one of the restaurants oh my gosh okay so apparently we're gonna all gonna have to watch wcw nitro they're in they're in the mall of they're in the mall of america right i remember thunder in paradise but i don't remember the restaurant and and he's sitting, they go to interview him, and he's sitting in front of the restaurant. And I forget what it is. It's like a spaghetti restaurant or something like that. Something like that. Yeah, I'm, I'm telling you, this is a legit thing. If If it says the name of that restaurant, like on the menu that they put up in the mall, and I could get one of those menus and frame it, I would totally hang that up. That is a cool piece of like... Throwback merchandise, right there. The menu from a failed restaurant of Hulk Hogan. (laughs) Okay, what's your match? um, women's match. We've got Wendy Richter with Cindy Lauper and uh, Lilani Kai. With the fabulous moolah. And this is the first time that, uh, hey, your your boy, Lord Alfred Hayes, he got a little bit of love from the heels, got some heel kisses. They both gave him a smooch. Yeah, he was, he was terrified. He got yeah. two kisses and he was terrified. I mean, I might have, you know, no offense to her, but I might have back then been pretty horrified if I got a kiss from the fabulous moolah too. She's uh, iconic, but by no means, uh, you know. Not good. It's like your weird grandma coming on to you or something like that. It's like very weird. Why is everybody shaking their head at that?
1: That should be the name of the episode. It's like your weird grandma coming on to you.
0: (laughs) Oh my god. You know what? That's...
3: So funny for so many other inside uh, joke reasons, too. So uh, the
0: the new biggest papa of, of, of the night happens in the smash when Cyndi Lauper comes out. Because when Cyndi Lauper comes out, the place explodes like it's a rock concert.
3: Yeah.
1: Um, it, which that's makes why they, That's why they had her there.
3: Yeah. And 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 Wikipedia had mentioned when reading through his Wikipedia article that uh, that you had these MTV specials and stuff like that well what was cindy lopper if not like one of the biggest mtv idols at that point like huge yeah so of course you know all the all the young kids that are hip to music culture at that time they're all about cindy lopper
1: so when mtv was about music right
3: uh that was a long yes. long time ago but yes so interesting. it's been a, been a, a while,
0: while. <laughs> let me um let me say one thing about this match. Women's wrestling has come a long, 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 long way. Because there was very little rhythm or chemistry in this match. It was it was like if me and Kramer went in the ring and decided to just have a wrestling match and we're just like, okay. I'm not going to let you do anything and you're not going to let me do anything, but we're going to have a wrestling match. And it looked like they were just trying to jaw for position the whole time. And every once in a while, there was a kick every once in a while. Somebody got kicked on the ground. I think there was like one decent arm drag or something in the match. It was rough. It was a sloppy Has,
3: Has Captain Chuckles seen that wrestling match between Christopher and Creamy K? or is it christopher you've seen that match between creamy k, k and captain chuckles
0: oh no if if cap uh, if captain chuckles wants to powerbomb you you are going to get powerbombed usually into a bush
2: X. yeah <laughs> <laughs>
3: this this match was pretty is pretty basic but but as was women's wrestling back then that I means pretty it was pretty basic um yeah so yeah, come a long you're way. To- you're totally right. We we have come a long way kind of. And the reason I say kind of is because I am not a fan of women's, of women's wrestling, wrestling nowadays yeah. in WWE because they still put too many holds on stuff. No, you can't do that. They still tell the women they can't do. Oh, no, you can't do that spot. Like what, you know, every man is allowed to do crazy spots? Why won't they let the women do crazy spots? There are definitely some women out there, like your EO Shirais and your Charlotte Flair's, that are willing to do some crazy spots. And they, they only get as far as they allow them to. So like, oh, yeah, well, we're finally okay with you doing stuff off of the top turnbuckle, not into the ring, but outside of the ring. But like, they're not letting them like do Jeff Hardy stuff and like climb all the way to the top of giant ladders and just do humongous moves off of them and stuff like that. And that bothers me now maybe, and this is where the whole transparency argument comes. Maybe if you know, it's a transparency thing and maybe those ladies don't want to do those high spots, but I want to hear say that
4: maybe they have more common sense than Jeff Hardy and be like, Hey, Twenty foot ladder might break my neck. (laughs) Maybe I shouldn't jump off of that. You know, I don't know.
3: There is a whole slew of wrestlers that have, if you're calling it, a lesser amount at as little or less common sense than Jeff Hardy. If that's your argument, there's plenty of people that do crazy, crazy, crazy stunts.
0: I mean, I think it. I I think what Nick's Mm -hmm. alluding to is longevity and the idea that some wrestlers want to be around for a long time and
1: and aren't looking for the big
0: high and adrenaline rush that jeff hardy i
3: think i think i think every wrestler and this i say this with all the sarcasm in the world i think every wrestler doesn't want to be able to walk when they're 50.
4: i don't think jeff's going to be able to walk much past his 50s without the help of a cane or a wheelchair with you know the way he's treated his body the last 20-25 years putting on shows for people
0: would be a badass like
1: he didn't feel his body for most of the time, though, so... I don't
3: it, make- would, it would look like the cane was trapped in the 90s, just like his ring attire. It's never changed. It's like, oh, my God, you're still wearing the same... It's like, ha- can we not just update this just a little bit? If it ain't broke, don't fix it, Jimmy. It's broke. Sorry. Fix it.
0: You think the women back then, to your point, were limited in what they were allowed to do?
3: Sure. Like,
0: were they told like but, you can do this move, this move, this move,
4: and that was it? Like they had three or four moves to use. And that's why the I, match was kind of
3: I think so. They I probably didn't
4: have as much training and stuff either, as much, you know, prep time. They probably didn't get, you know it was kinda cause the match before the main event usually it's kind of like the filler match at like pay per views now and they were kind of the match before like the big main event. So they probably had time constraints to think about and stuff like that. So they probably didn't get a whole lot of time to
2: maybe do what they wanted to do. (laughs) I was going to say, I think the craziest thing that they did in that match, sorry, is uh, the splash off the top turnbuckle. Yeah, and that was the one that I was saying earlier that when you look back at it and you see, and this is a small woman who was getting up there to do that jump and it looked like it was going to break. Yeah, it was shaky. Yeah. But
3: they let her do I it. Think, oh, I think overall, though, because cause I try to put myself back in that mindset, it wasn't an awful match. It was just a very basic match. So, for a women's match back then, I thought it was, you know, kind of entertaining, but it was about as basic as the first half of this card. You know, yeah. there wasn't there wasn't anything, and, and it was interesting. I don't know that any match, match ever went like too far off the rails, except for the Hogan match. That match was off the rails, and that's what's next. We've got Hulk Hogan with Mr. T being not quite valeted, but like coming with Jimmy Snuka, right? And then Paul or- uh, Orndorff and Roddy Piper with Cowboy Bob Orton. And that's when I was talking about, you got Cowboy Bob Orton and you got Jimmy Snuka. Why, why aren't they being used in the card at all? But I would argue, Chris, from watching this pay-per-view, that, um, and I don't know if you were arguing against this or not, this was the biggest pop of the night, was when Hogan came out. Oh, oh, yeah. Or when Muhammad Ali came out. It oh, yeah. was very big when Muhammad Ali came out. And uh, Muhammad Ali was... <laughs> well, actually, I get too far ahead of myself. We have a guest judge. And as... as uh, was it ring announcer? <laughs> Liberace? Liberace?
0: Oh, it's timekeeper. Oh, timekeeper. Sorry, yeah. Liberace was the timekeeper. Yes. And the the Yankees manager at the time, Billy, uh, Nick, Martin. Billy Martin. Billy Martin, yeah, is a the ring legend. announcer who's reading directly from a card and not reading very <laughs> well.
3: Yeah. Um, you know, Madison Square Garden, of course. Billy Martin's going to get over Liberace's. Where it was like okay, well, this is the weird random stuff that I like and actually hits the, non, the non-meme the non version of Wonderful. I thought Liberace coming out was just great. And he got in the ring and he was just soaking it all up and it was
0: pr- ridiculous. His kick, his kick line with the... So it's not just him. It's 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 Liberace with the Rockettes. Yeah. So it's Liberace with the, Like, this is the epitome of the first ever wrestlemania like this is the this is the beginning of the uh the cheapness of the pop this is the this is how we're going to go grab the rockets we're going to grab liberashi we're going to grab billy martin we're going to grab Baham Ali. We're going to shove them into this match that makes no sense about them. It has nothing to do with any of these people, but you're going to get up and cheer for every single one of those people. And that was the moment where it was like, oh, we could do this every year. Just bring random people and get a pop from the crowd.
3: But what was interesting was I was watching it and I was thinking to myself, you know, this is random, but it's kind of working for me. And I've never said that about any of the modern-day WrestleManias. Every single time they bring celebrities in, I'm like, this is just the worst. Like, get them out of here. We don't need them. And maybe it's because WWE – I'm sorry if this sounds like a complaint. It definitely is. Um, WWE over the past had hoarded so many wrestlers that all of a sudden, you know – you're not using people in WrestleMania like in modern times, and it's like, why aren't we seeing these people wrestle? And to a lesser degree, that happened in WrestleMania One, but it wasn't nearly as a travesty as like some of the previous WrestleManias we've watched, where it's been like, how do are these wrestlers not wrestling during WrestleMania?
2: Because they didn't. Need I kind of liked it.
3: I kind of like to. That's kind of these celebrities but but think about it they didn't need
0: to have these wrestlers wrestle because just having them in attendance sold the ticket people weren't coming there to see these wrestlers wrestle they were just coming there to see these people i came to see jimmy snooker in the corner i came to see hulk hogan come out to his music like i like there really wasn't anything they were coming to see wrestle they were just coming to see the people it was it was like it was like you're driving around Hollywood and you just oh that's somebody so and so lives there. Like I paid literally to just see where someone lives or just see that person live. Like that was we we take that for granted now seeing things live. Think about how small Madison Square Garden is compared to the giant venues today. There's only so many people that get to see that
3: live. Which I I think is a good thing at the same time. Yeah. I mean I think that when you Again, nowadays, these, you know, WrestleMania 36 was so, you know, or like, not 36, but like 34, 35, like, they're so humongous. They've got so many people going to it. And, you know, I did it, we, because they just did it with the Royal Rumble. Um, You know, uh, a bunch of us are, well, three of the five people in this call right now were in Houston for the Royal Rumble. And... It was a massive venue. It was a massive venue. And you know what? It fucking sucked. It was awful. Because the production team alone, like, they were never showing, like... You know how I knew Edge came out? Because his music played. I didn't see him for, like, five minutes. But, like, we heard his music, and everybody freaked out. But I was... I was far enough away, but also close enough to tell you 100% that everybody else was just cheering for his music. That's it. <laughs> they were just cheering for his music. They couldn't see him. Well, know? that's
0: okay. But time out. That's no different than Madison Square Garden at the time in WrestleMania 1. Think, I, about res, think about WrestleMania 1. Go back and watch, Nick, and, and see WrestleMania 1, where Hulk Hogan comes out and his music hits. What was everybody cheering for? Because they could They're see cheering Hulk Hogan.
3: Because he was back in the yeah. Because he's get hadn't walked out yet. I get you. What's what's up, Nick? So
4: with our Royal Rumble seats, the just the way the entrance ramp was like kind of staged. You know that was true for every single wrestler that came down the whole night. You didn't see him until they actually stepped foot in the ring. So I don't think Madison Square Garden was that bad. And as much as it pains me to say. I agree with big baby Jimmy. He, he is, he's a hundred percent right on this one,
3: but that's just like an off topic. Like, you know, that has nothing to do with WrestleMania one. Not really. It's more just like they've, they've turned these big pay-per-views and it does compare to WrestleMania in that way. They've turned it into what is the biggest freaking crowd that we can get at any given time because we just like the optics of that because and, and you know what to a certain degree they're not wrong right because if we weren't at the royal rumble and i was sitting at home and i would i would have just been like wow not only do i get to see every wrestler come out in every moment that they're out there look at this huge crowd and it was loud i mean the the pops were crazy loud at that place but being there, was it worth paying all the money to go there? And Yes, it was. You got
4: to spend time with your friends.
3: Well, okay. I mean, <laughs> you're, you're going to catch me with that one. Um, I I have nothing to say to that one. I'm, I'm not going to disagree. I would love all of us to go to a wrestling event once they start letting fans in again. So you got me there, Nickopedia.
4: Is that going to be my new nickname going forward? Did I lose the Nick uh,
3: No, I don't think you lost the Nick but today you're Nickopedia. Not yet, at least. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, so Hulk Hogan, Mr. T, Jimmy Snuka, Paul Orndorff, Roddy Piper, Bob Orton, and this match, before it even started, was off the rails, and it never was on the rails, really. It w- it reminded me, I mean, if this match happened today, it would have been the exact same thing that I say all the time when we're watching these crazy tag matches go off the rails, which is like, ref, do your job. Like, why are there two people in there at all time? Why aren't you counting this guy out? Like, he needs to, you know, be on the outside or whatever. Um I thought Muhammad Ali personally was very entertaining. I I I. There was definitely a time where I was thinking if I was Vince McMahon, I might be like, tell him to get off the side of the ring. Tell him to get off the side of the ring because he was at one point he was kind of blocking the angle of one of the cameras. Um, but it was fun to see him like trying to enforce he was doing better than the other ref. The other ref was just letting everything go off the rails. Muhammad Ali was at least trying to say, "Nope, only one person at a time and was literally chasing people down to make sure that that happened. What'd you guys think about the match? I just
0: love Roddy, Roddy Piper. He's great. I love Roddy, Roddy Piper. Roddy, Roddy Piper to me is one of the worst, wrestlers that was one of the best wrestlers because he really wasn't a great wrestler. If you look at Roddy's matches, a lot of them are just brawling, right? A lot of punches, a lot of like grappling, uh, pokes in the eye, sleeper holds. Roddy wasn't your Greco Roman wrestler or, or high spot wrestler, but he played his character perfectly. Whether he was a face, whether he was a heel, he was amazing on the mic. Everything about Roddy Piper beyond what he did in the ring was perfect. And because he was so strong outside of the ring, we believed whatever he was doing in the ring was good enough to be Roddy, Roddy Piper, to be a superstar. So that's that's what I took away from one was it was the beginning of Roddy Piper really coming into how big and amazing he was. He came out to a full freaking bagpipe line. I mean, that was was cool in itself. And I mean, the, they they redid that. Here we go, recycling stuff again with Drew McIntyre at one of the uh, pay per views, and it it worked again. I mean, that I think is a great bit, and it continues to work. And it, it shows that WrestleMania One was the beginning of a lot of ideas that continued on to you know forty years later.
3: You know, my big shout out to Rowdy Roddy Piper is always going to be. Uh, he has a handful of. Eh, horror action type movies that he's been in. Uh, one, which is, which a lot of people know is called they live John Carpenter movie. Absolutely incredible. Go watch it. And then the underrated one that is absolutely off the rails, crazy plot. I, I I'm not going to explain it, but uh, you boys can even go look it up if you want to. It's called hell comes to frog town. That movie is insane. It's ridiculous. <laughs> it's also wonderful. And, uh, you know, Roddy Piper, you know, uh, apparently he was very, very serious about acting. He really wanted to make it as an actor, so he worked on it a lot, you know. And that was uh, both those movies, uh, 1988. So uh, check them out. Check, out. check out They Live. If you've already seen it, watch it again. And if you haven't seen Hell Comes to Frogtown, because I don't think a lot of people have, go watch that movie. Crazy.
0: And I find it on Wikipedia.
3: I'm sure you can. I was can. just looking it up.
0: <laughs> yeah. That's his nickname.
3: <laughs> I, I guess I guess we're wrong. I guess you are going to be Nickopedia from now on. Um, I'll put
4: in my two cents about the maps that I didn't watch real quick, if, if, if you don't mind. Yeah. Uh You, you guys kind of stole my thunder. My big point, you know, for not doing my homework, my big thing was going to be, you know, it's crazy how from WrestleMania 1 to whatever WrestleMania this was, you know, nothing's really changed at all. You know, we kind of – Focus away from the matches. Like, hey, the matches don't matter. We're just here to give you big names, you know, big spots. So you know when we can, you know, because a lot of times, you know, WrestleMania, it's supposed to be like the best event of the year. You know, these are supposed to be the best of the best. You know, your biggest matches, Rock versus Stone Cold, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But if you go back and look at WrestleManias, time and time again, from WrestleMania one to whatever this past WrestleMania was, you know, it just seems to be underwhelming when you look at the card as a whole. Like it's, a lot of them are not very good. Like you have a good match here and a good match there.
3: 17. WrestleMania 17. 17.
4: That's my my favorite one too. I'll watch that one if we go back. I'll watch the TLC match and the uh, Rock. Oh, you're not allowed to be on
1: that episode. (laughs) That's fair.
4: Okay. That's fine.
1: That's a fair (laughs) punishment. But, um,
4: Yes, a lot of the WrestleManias, you know, obviously there were some good ones over the past 30 years, but if you look at the majority of them, like a lot of them kind of sucked. <laughs> and I think uh Agree. just hearing you guys talk about WrestleMania 1 and obviously, you know, reading what the great people at Wikipedia wrote, <laughs> 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 it was kind of an underwhelming part. <laughs> and that's what, I'll, that's what I'll leave it at. That's my closing statement for, uh, for today's roundtable.
3: There you go. I like it. What do you guys think? Any, any closing thoughts about Hulk Hogan and Mr. T versus Paul Orndorff and Roddy Piper?
0: No. Mr. T probably could have been a full-time
1: wrestler if he wanted to. I agree. He made too much money outside of wrestling to really care to be. Yeah.
0: But it'd be interesting if you put Mr. T into the Attitude Era and put him at his age at WrestleMania 1 – but in the attitude era, could Mr. T have been that superstar like The Rock? You know, would we have seen Mr. T form into a movie star and one of the top wrestlers in WWE?
1: I think you would have. He had the just the ability about himself and the charisma to do that. He, I mean, he literally he is a walking character. He is yeah. Mr. T. It'd just be interesting
0: to, and it's it, going back, I, I don't remember how good he was in that match. And he really did. He looked, you know, we talk about celebrity matches where these guys come in and they're not great. You know, he came in and
2: just did a great job. I agree. Great. He actually did some wrestling moves. Whereas with the celebrities, generally you get them, may do a couple of chops in the corner, a couple of punches, but not the level that he was doing.
3: Yeah. Cool. And, uh, I think uh, the, my final note that I would like to say about uh, the last match and Hulk Hogan in particular, and we say this a lot if you've listened to us a lot, it's that I, other than that menu that I was just talking about, pretty much dislike everything Hulk Hogan except for that damn theme song. It might be the best damn wrestling theme song in all of professional wrestling. There's wrestling themes that I really enjoy. Um, and a lot of times, it's because they're tied to wrestlers I really like. This is a, a theme song that is tied to a wrestler I do not like. And I still think it's the best. It's so great to hear it. It's got It's such a good, like, I'm going to pop like crazy to this theme song. So if I...
0: If you don't have goosebumps and your hair doesn't stand on your arms when that music comes on, you're not a wrestling fan. You, have, you, you, you just obviously don't like wrestling because that's the one song I think that every single wrestling fan has no power over. That song controls all of our emotions. We just we can't control ourselves. There's just something well, about it.
3: Well, there's a couple, there's a couple, right? I I think it's like that one, whenever, whenever you hear the rocks theme actually go, if you smell, like people just go nuts. If you hear the Steve Austin glass break, it's just like, you just go absolutely crazy. Like, yeah, I mean, all that stuff.
0: Or if you hear uh, the hurricane stand back, you know, you might jump up (laughs) out of your seat.
2: (laughs) And scream like a little girl.
3: Uh, no, he grabbed he grabbed my hand. He grabbed my hand, and he started jumping up. He's like, "I was very excited." I, I had to brace myself. I was bracing myself <laughs> for impact. That was that was pre Chuck killing a little kid. That was pre Chuck killing a little kid. Oh, I'm sorry. It wasn't a little kid. It was a a a of age uh, young man that almost got his head torn off.
0: Yeah. That's a different podcast story.
3: Oh, we've told it before. I don't um, know what
0: episode it was. Go check.
3: Yeah, I don't know. Go oh, back and look. But so, so let me at least uh, wrap up this portion of the podcast here. Um, and then I can stop recording because I am recording this part in particular for YouTube. You too. Um, so again, I think uh, WrestleMania, let's give it a grade real quick you know, let's say uh, one out of one out of our, you know, one to 10, give it a grade for, I don't know. What, I don't know. What'd you think? what do you think, Christopher? One out of 10. This is going to be a hard grade for me. even when I, as I'm thinking about it,
0: it's, it's hard to grade because obviously it's the first one we're grading. So I have to take that into account where I have to leave room on both sides, the lower end and the upper end, obviously. Um, obviously it's not going to be over five. It's going to be below five because it wasn't great. It, it, was, it was an unbalanced show. Um, I feel like it got a very slow start. I feel like there was moments of pop. But a, as a whole wrestling show, that if I had to pay for it, and at the end of paying for it, would I go, man, I got my money's worth? I'd probably put it at about a four.
3: Okay, four of 10. How about you, yeah. Kramer? Steve or Steven? Go ahead, Steven. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> you're moving that's around. That's... You're moving around on me. <laughs> um.
1: Yeah, quality wise, I'd say a three or four. Star power wise, I'd give it about a seven because they had a lot of stars on there. They just didn't use them for anything. But yeah, match quality and everything, yeah, about a 3.8.
3: Three, 3.8. Yeah. <laughs> No, we had to go by 10s.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I don't know the creamy you know, math yet, so sorry.
2: It's only distance.
0: Oh, man, uh, we could have totally did that. We could have been like three creamy cream. I give this one a four on the creamy creamers. <laughs>
2: well, that'll be for the next one that we go over. We'll so figure course, out
0: the conversion. Yeah, yeah.
2: Get get your little graphs, your graphics, and you know. I'll get this equals how many... There you go. Pivot table. Oh, now you're talking my work my jam there. Uh, <laughs> I would give it it, it it's hard because you look back at what you see today and what we've grown up watching and progressively, you know, the the the, the production, the the characters, the the athletic portion of it, everything has increased so to any grade that I think I'm going to give it, I don't think I'm going to do it justice. So I'm going to say, I'll give it a five only because you have, that's like your benchmark, right? So you start and then you know where you have to go from here. You either go higher or you can go lower. So there's definitely going to be ones that you're going to see while they've improved greatly and you're going to be pushing eight, nine and 10, but then there are going to be some that probably going to suck. So I think a five is probably a good, Benchmark
3: to go for for a grade. Wikipedia. What, what does Wikipedia say about what this grades on a scale from one to ten? Streamers? They
4: they do have uh, reception reviews on there, but I will not read those. Uh, what I will say is, you know, it was kind of transcendent. You know, it was the first, you know, major major wrestling pay per view. Um, so there was never really like you know one huge one like that uh before it kind of laid the foundation for future WrestleManias you know because we had Muhammad Ali you know the 90s had Tyson the mid-2000s had Floyd Money Mayweather and then we saw Ronda Rousey so you know it kind of set that standard that WWE tries to bring in like the biggest fighter at the time incorporate them into a major storyline etc like that but you know like everyone said the matches were short you know they weren't you know the the best booked, I guess you had a no finish. You had a, you know, a count out and stuff like that. So I'm going to go an even for, you know, just because I'm sure we'll, we'll watch worse. I'm sure I'll suggest worse, but there's obviously much better. And maybe I will watch those.
3: There've been 36 WrestleManias. And, uh, when you compare all of the WrestleManias together, or at least I'm trying to my brain, I know for a fact that there are WrestleManias worse than this, but, not many. It's a 2 out of 10. It's <laughs> awful. And all this like all this like oh, well it set the standard for like what <laughs> is to move forward. Well, it's been 36 damn years and who gives a shit? It sucked. The only the only thing that was worth anything on that whole pay-per-view was like a little bit of Iron Sheik, Nikolai Volkov. And then, like, the last match was a little bit off the rail, whatever, a little bit off the rails, and it was entertaining. But past that, nah. Garbage Man City, USA, I would say, if you have the opportunity to watch WrestleMania 1 and you want to, like, then listen to this podcast afterwards, yeah, maybe you should do it. If you're just sitting around one day and thinking to yourself, Maybe I should ro- watch WrestleMania One. I. I would say, go take a nap, go learn to cook something, uh, you know, go drink some beer, you know, uh, go go throw, a, drop somebody. go go power Ooh. bomb somebody into a bush, like, you know, yeah,
0: exactly. Take two hours and go watch one of our podcasts, dude. You have to promote.
3: Uh, I, why? Why do I need to promote internally on the podcast when we're just going to promote the cack out of it and Twitter and stuff like that? Heck. Ooh. Ooh, not a big a two no. is low, man. A two, your your damn straight issue is low. You were leaving that, that and,
0: much room for another one to be worse, and then there's like happens.
3: there is like it's maybe like the 3.8 there's still so bad. There's like <laughs> uh, there's like maybe two WrestleManias. I'd have to double-check, but there might be two that are worse than WrestleMania This one. isn't
4: just a WrestleMania scale. This is an all-pay-per-view scale, Jimmy.
3: You're right. Okay, so two was the right, was the right answer because <laughs> there's been lots of pay-per-views, and there's lots of them that are better than WrestleMania 1.
0: We use negative numbers if we get this one. <laughs> all
3: allowed? it takes. All it takes. I mean, maybe we should have done it by 100 maybe that would have been better to do it by or maybe we should have just done a letter grade a letter still grade a would be 8. better i still think the <laughs> out of 100 it's a 3.8 <laughs> i wait I, we're,
0: we were doing on 100 were we yeah
1: <laughs> I'm my bad my kramer cool. math is off y'all sorry
0: well let me let me yeah go ahead i was gonna say the the hulk hogan theme song, uh, Real American. That's pretty much three out of the four points I gave it.
3: And the other one (laughs)
0: point is pretty much Roddy Roddy Piper being Roddy Roddy Piper. Beyond that, I don't know that I go back and go, oh man, I want to go watch this on YouTube, which is this short portion of WrestleMania 1. You know, the 24 second, 9 second Bundy match? No. I mean, it's like, if I look through this, there really isn't much for me to get excited about.
3: Yeah.
1: John Studd was on it. And did nothing. Got like kicked in the hey, leg and body hey. slammed. Yeah.
3: Well, okay, so that that's pretty much our time for the uh the podcast portion of this. I'm gonna go ahead and, and kind of sign off here. I will say this. Uh next week, again, we're gonna rotate to to more current wrestling. Uh and then the week after that, the homework that I have for everybody in this podcast, again. 2004, no way out. Thank you for the suggestion, Chaz. We'll be throwing out later on as we move further down the line what you guys want us to watch and what we can talk about. Uh, And I'll I'll probably do that for next week's too. Just in regards to like you know standard like current wrestling stuff. Uh, I like to open up and talk about you know the questions that you guys have. So uh, make sure you hit the likes, hit the follows subscribe
1: question question. what's up with us watching retro shows does it have to be wwe shows or wwf shows
3: no again it's just suggestions so if somebody wants you to watch ecw wcw absolutely i think i think all those things are good but i'm thinking that we're going to leave the power in the hands of the people So if the people time in and time out want us to watch WWE, then that's what we're going to do for the time being. And if they want us to watch some Halloween Havocs, maybe they'll hear you say that and be like, yeah, I'm going to help the boss out and we're going to say, watch this. Then that's what we'll do. Uh, What we won't do, I guess, moving forward, unless we really, unless nobody suggests anything is it's out of our hands at this point. So it's all on you guys. Again, like, Subscribe, uh, follow, share, uh, share with your grandma, share with your uncle, uh, share with uh, the next door neighbor's dog. Like, share bald monkeys. We are the Bald Monkeys Nation. Share monkeying around, share monkey talks. Like, go to our, our YouTube site and just get lost in content because we've already at this point done over a year of content and we only have started to pump out more and more and more and more content. So uh, we appreciate you guys Whether you this. like it or not. Well, yeah, some, some, Sometimes I don't like it. Sometimes I'm tired. Sometimes I don't like to talk about wrestling. Sometimes I want to talk about horror movies. Sometimes I want to talk about drinking. Sometimes I want to talk about metal. Chuck, when are we going to talk about some metal? That's you're, not you're, here. You're, 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 included, you're included too, Kramer.
1: Doesn't count. Chuck doesn't count.
3: Uh, Chris, Chris, Chris probably isn't included. Nick probably isn't included. Steven probably isn't included, because I don't think they're real metal heads by any by any stretch of the imagination. <laughs> Chuck says whenever. Whenever you want to, let's do it. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, remember we are not sponsored by Oreos, but single stuff Oreos are the superior Oreo and I want, you, the way. I want you to take that to the bank and we will see you next week for those watching the video don't forget to follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at TheBaldMonkeys you can also catch our interviews
0: on WrestleJoy.com watch any of our other interviews or our roundtable podcasts at YouTube you search for monkeys. Listen to the Bald News Podcast on Apple iTunes, Podbean, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from.